Well, good morning. It is so good to have you guys. It is so good to see you. It is so good to be worshiping with you. I want to thank our, our uh, worship folks for always just bringing us to the throne, man. I'm just telling you. Um, that lyric uh, in that song that Angelia just led for us and the worship team, um, I'm just so thankful for. And it just, man, it's just hit home this morning. I'm not here for blessings because, Jesus, you don't owe me anything. And I'm, I'm like, listen, I mean, God doesn't owe us anything. Every single thing that we get is out of his grace and mercy. Every good thing that happens in our, do y'all know that? Like, there's nothing that you and I could do that, to deserve any good thing that happens in our lives. His grace and his mercy flows so abundantly. And man, that is just powerful this morning. How many of you today, and I want us to, I want to be interactive with you guys this morning, and so please just listen and, and, and join in and raise your hand, and, or, or um, if you don't like what I'm saying, just please keep it to yourself. Um, how many of you would say today that, that you want God to grow your faith and strengthen your prayer life? Just raise your hand. I want God to grow my faith and strengthen my prayer life. We all want that in some form or fashion. We're in this series called Dangerous Prayers. Where we, we're going to ask God to do something that, that we probably haven't asked him to do uh, before. Maybe we haven't asked him in a long time. Because when you pray this way and God moves in the way that you are praying that you want God to move, man, it's dangerous. It can be very dangerous. And so we're in this series and, and, and I'm, I'm just so thankful for this because God has put it on our hearts uh, to be talking about prayer at this season. Um, the thing about it is... Throughout this series, the problem is that we, we tend to pray very safe, very happy, and very healthy prayers. Lord, just keep me safe. Just surround me with a hedge of protection. And I said this last week, but nobody even knows what a hedge of protection is, okay? Just surround us with whatever that is because we want to be safe. I want to be healthy. God, don't, don't allow me to get sick and, and don't allow me to be put in danger because I just don't want any of that stuff. Just keep me happy, keep me healthy, and keep me safe. That's, all, that's our prayers, right? That's the majority of our prayer life. I want all these good things to happen. On Friday, I celebrated 26 years of being a Christian. And so I, I'm, I, I, can, I can't say... I can't say that I followed Jesus very well for many of those 26 years, but I can say that 26 years ago, this past Friday, I gave my heart to him and I've never, ever looked back. I definitely wasn't intentional with my prayer life growing up. As a matter of fact, when I was growing up, I didn't pray much at all. I wanted to pray uh, when, when I needed something. So when I knew there was something in, in my life I really needed, man, I hit my knees and I prayed, right? Or when I didn't want something to happen, I prayed really, really hard. Or when I was in front of a bunch of other Christians that expected me to pray, like before I ate, then I started praying. Can you just imagine, like, you're sitting around with your family, you've invited some other family over, and, and, and you're all just kind of sitting around, and all of a sudden, the other family are Christians as well, and so you as the dad, you start thinking, I, they probably think I should pray. And so you start to pray, and your kids are like, what are you doing? Like, we've never done this before, Dad. It's just interesting. And, and so some of you are probably thinking right now, oh, that's my life. That's my prayer life right there. Last week, we talked about the dangerous prayer of Lord, make me bold. Lord, and I hope, I hope that many of you prayed that prayer. I know that some of you did. I've been enjoying reading some of your, uh, your testimony of what God has done in your life when you started praying that prayer, Lord, make me bold. But when you pray that way, when you pray and ask God to make you bold, he starts giving you opportunities to be bold. 
They just come out of nowhere. They just come out of nowhere. And he starts giving you opportunities to be bold in your faith. Today, we're going to talk about another dangerous prayer. Man, this is a good one, too. So just listen up. This prayer comes from a little boy out of the Old Testament. Okay? This young man in the Old Testament, um, it's found in the book of, of 1 Samuel. I'm going to give you some context really quick. Samuel was a little boy, maybe 11 or 12 years old at the time. And um, he prayed this very, very dangerous prayer. Super, super dangerous prayer. Little Samuel worked for a priest by the name of Eli. Okay, So this little 11, 12-year-old boy worked for this priest named Eli. Uh, and the problem is, Eli hadn't been honoring God. And so Samuel, this 11 or 12-year-old boy at the time, this little guy was working for this high priest, and this priest hadn't been honoring God. He was sinning against God. As a matter of fact, he had turned his back on God, and he had helped his people that he was supposed to oversee on God's behalf. He had helped them do the same. They had all turned their back on God. He hadn't been leading them well. So one evening... If you could just imagine this, one evening, little Samuel lays down and he gets ready to go to sleep, right? And all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, he hears this voice saying, Samuel, Samuel. And he jumps up and just imagine this for a moment. If you've got two chambers or two different rooms here, little Samuel's over here and the priest Eli is over in this other room. And so Samuel hears this voice, Samuel, Samuel. And so he gets up out of his bed and he runs into the other room and he says, yes, priest, Yes, Eli, did you say my name? What do you need? How can I serve you? And if you could just imagine this, I just imagined Eli grabbed a pillow and he's like threw it at Samuel. He's like, I didn't call you. Let me sleep. Leave me alone. You're hearing things. And he sends him away and he goes back to his room. And so Samuel doesn't really know what's going on, but he goes back to his room and he lays down. He goes back to sleep and all of a sudden he's startled. He wakes up again by hearing this voice, Samuel, Samuel. And so he jumps up, he runs back into the room with the high priest. And he's, Eli's like, dude, I'm not calling you. Stop, leave me alone, I'm trying to sleep. Like how many dads feel that way most of the time when your kids run in the room late at night, right? I can't tell you what that sounds like because my kids are already in my room. But, so he sends him back away. He sends him back into his room. He's like, dude, go back to sleep. I'm not calling your name. There goes Samuel back into the other room. He lays back down on the bed. And he's just laying there. He's trying his best to go back to sleep. And all of a sudden he hears, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up and runs back into Eli's room for a third time. And by this time, the priest Eli, he's like, wait a minute. There's something going on here. And so he starts thinking, I think you're hearing from God. I think you're hearing the voice of God. So Samuel, the next time you go back in your room and you lay back down, I want you, if you hear the voice again, say, Samuel, Samuel, I want you to tell the voice, speak, I'm listening to you. Tell me what you want to tell me. And so that's exactly what Samuel does. He prays this dangerous prayer. We're going to pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10. And the Bible says the Lord came and called as before, the three times that he had done it before. And he said, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied this most dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Father God, I pray today, God, that you take these words, you take these thoughts, God, and that you use them for your glory. 
for the edification of your people and to draw those that don't know you close to you in salvation. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And God spoke to this little boy in this moment. He prayed this dangerous prayer and said, Yes, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. But what God had to say to this little boy, can you just, I don't know if you have an 11 or 12-year-old boy in your, uh, your family at this time. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's a nephew, grandson, granddaughter, something. But can you just imagine God speaking to that 11 or 12-year-old child? Can, I see three that look similar to 11 or 12 or somewhere in that age range right there, right here, this young man. Can you just imagine God speaking to this young man? But here's the thing. What God had to say to Samuel, it wasn't an easy message. It wasn't an easy message. Before I go any further, I want to ask a question. Here's a question for everybody. In the Bible, how many of you can tell me when God spoke to someone in the Bible, how many times did he say a message to that person, an assignment, give an assignment to that person that was easy? How many? How many times? Anybody? Somebody say it louder. None. Not a single time. It's zero. Every time you hear God speaking in the Bible, in Scripture, every time that God spoke, every single time he gave an assignment to someone, it wasn't easy. It was very difficult. The thing that he wanted them to do was very difficult. Think about Noah. God spoke to Noah. And he's like, hey, Noah, I want you to build a boat. Although it's never rained from the sky before, build a boat that's as big as a football field and a half. And hey, by the way, after lunch next week, after lunch, I want you to go get two animals of every species all across the world, okay? Go ahead and grab those, bring them back to the boat. Was that easy? Not at all. Think about Jonah. He talked to Jonah and he told Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to, to, I want you to, to preach my name. I want you to preach, turn or burn, honestly, turn or burn. If you don't repent, you're going to die. And these are the most horrible people in the entire world, right? And Nineveh and, and Jonah didn't want to go. And God said, I want you to go there and I want you to speak my name and tell the people repent or die. Or I think about this, this young teenage girl who was unmarried and a virgin. And God spoke to her through an angel and said, you're going to bear a son. Oh, by the way, he's going to be the son of God. I mean, is this an easy assignment? Like every single time that God speaks, every single time, it's going to challenge you. It's going to stretch you. It's going to grow your faith. And that's exactly what it done to the folks in the Bible here. If you have the faith and if you have the courage to pray this most dangerous prayer, Lord, speak, I'm listening, it's going to challenge you. It is going to stretch you further than you've ever been stretched before. It's going to convict you. It's going to um, uh, stretch you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to seem impossible. I guarantee that when God spoke to Noah, Noah wasn't just like, hey, okay, I'll do it. I'm certain that Noah was like, okay, I have faith, but how in this world... Am I going to build a boat that big? How in this world? When God speaks to you and you pray this most dangerous prayer, it's going to be uncomfortable. But most important, most importantly, His voice will teach you to depend on Him and have even greater faith. Every time when you pray this dangerous prayer. Samuel said, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. 11-year-old boy, speak, Lord. 
Your servant is listening. And what God had to say to little Samuel, it wasn't easy to hear. God told Samuel, hey, the priest Eli, the one that's supposed to be speaking to people on my behalf, he's sinning against me. And he's even turned my people against me. And I want you to go to him and I want you to tell him that I'm going to judge him. And I'm going to judge his household. And I'm going to judge the nation. And I want you to carry this message, little Samuel. I want you to carry this message. Can you just imagine? Like imagine that 11-year-old boy going to speak to the high priest, carrying the message from God. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. This is a dangerous prayer. In other words, don't ask God to speak if you don't want to hear what he has to say. I'm ready to hear from you, Lord. Speak to me. We're going to take a moment today and we're going to look at prayer from from a greater perspective, a a, a much grander perspective. And what I hope that you learned today uh, from this discussion, um, that prayer is all about communicating with God. Prayer is all about communicating with God. And meaningful communication is never one way. Do you know that? Like many of us, and I I hope I'm, I'm speaking to someone today. Many of us feel like we pray and we pray and we pray. God never talks back. Many of us feel that way. And what I want you to understand that prayer is communication and meaningful communication is two way. In other words, praying is not just about talking to God, but probably even more importantly, praying is about listening to God, listening to God. I wonder if, if some of us, I wonder if for some of us in our lives, in our prayer lives, God's like, enough already, Chuck. I've heard everything you want, okay? Let me talk for a moment, right? I'm just picking on Chuck. I, I do love him dearly. But I wonder if sometimes God's like, enough. I've heard everything that you want. I already know. Why don't you step back for a moment and give me the time to do it in my time? Give me a moment to do it in my time. God's saying, I love you so much, and you don't understand this, but I know what's best for you. Can you just imagine God saying that to you? You've been praying about this thing for so long, and you're just you're throwing out this wish list of all these things that you want, and God's like, stop, okay? I know you better than you know yourself. You think this is what you want? You think this is going to make you happy? You think this is going to make you healthy? You think this is going to make you good and whole? I know better than you. Stop. Give me an opportunity to do what I can do. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to shepherd you. God is always speaking. Are you listening? God is always speaking. Are you listening? You may say, okay, all right, I get it, Pastor. I get it. I understand. I'm in it with you today. Just tell me what I need to know. Just tell me what I need to know. How do I learn to hear the voice of God? If that's you today, man, you're in the right place. You are exactly where you need to be. The first thing that I would do, and the first thing that I would encourage you guys to do, is something that's very, very difficult. Very difficult. The first thing that I would encourage you to do is something that society has no clue about. It's something that culture has no clue about. It's something that the world has no idea about. It's not what they want you to do. It's entirely what God wants you to do. 
I want to encourage you. The first thing that you need to do in order to hear the voice of God is to be still. Be still. You see, in those five seconds that I just stopped talking, it got really awkward, didn't it? Because that's different than what the world asks of you. The world says more, more, more. Let me put a computer in front of your face. Let me put a phone in front of your face. Let me put all these things in front of you at all times. And God's saying, step back and be still. The Bible says in, in Psalms 46.10, he says, be still and know that I'm God. Whoa. How do you know he's God? When do you know he's God? Be still and know that I'm God. So the first thing I would encourage you to do is be still, to pause, to stop, to sit in silence for a moment. Push out the world. Get alone by yourself. Here's a question for you. When was the last time that you binge watched your favorite show on Netflix? When was the last time you binge watched your favorite show on Hulu, right? I love doing that sometimes. It's a really good opportunity. If I'm home, it's a Saturday. We've got everything done around the house. It's a really good opportunity to just turn on Netflix and watch The Crown. Taylor, I've been watching that lately. It's a pretty good show. Anyway, um, nobody else? All right, great. So think about it. Or maybe reading a book. When's the last time that you just lost yourself in a book? And you just thought, man, this is good. And you just couldn't put this book down. You just kept going and going and going. When was the last time that you spent an hour doing anything at all? Like just spent an hour where you just lost yourself in this moment. Maybe it was on YouTube researching conspiracy theories. Maybe, possibly. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was scrolling through social media, right? There are some times that you can sit down and you can start scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or something, Twitter, and man, you just lose yourself in that hour. And it's like, you look at your watch and you're like, how in the world have I spent an hour sitting here just aimlessly scrolling, right? When was the last time that you spent an hour sitting down and allowing God to speak to you? When was the last time that you took a moment to say, Lord, just, I just, I'm here. I just want to experience you. I just want you, as the song says. I don't say that to Jesus juke you or just kind of pull the rug out from under your feet, but think about it for a moment. We spend so much time doing so much other than being still and knowing that he is God. In order to hear the voice of God, we have to slow our pace and that's not something that comes natural to us, especially not in today's society. We have to slow our pace. We have to be still. We have to listen. We have to turn the world's volume down for a moment and not be distracted and just be alone with God. Jesus says, as a matter of fact, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like those crazy people that just pray out loud because they want everyone to hear them. Jesus said, go to your closet where no one else can see you. No one else can hear you except God. Be still and know that I am God. Get alone with him. Samuel said, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. 
So what are you saying, Pastor? Am I going to hear the audible voice of God? Is Morgan Freeman's voice going to come in in King James Version language and just start speaking to me? Is that what I'm going to hear? Well, I don't know. Maybe. He's never done me that way, but he might have done you that way. But if you want to know like, how to hear from God, I promise you with everything that I am, if I'm, if I'm going to stand firm on anything in this pulpit or in this stage or whatever, I'm going to stand firm on the fact that God speaks to us every single day. Every day of life. He's speaking. Are you listening? He speaks to us in many, many different ways. And one of the biggest ways and one of the most important ways, the way that I can't, could never talk about this unless I speak about this particular thing, the way that He speaks to us primarily is through His Word. This is the living Word of God, okay? This is the living Word of God. It's living. I know you guys are looking at me right now, you 11, 12-year-old kids. You're like, dude, it's a, it's a book. It's really not breathing. I understand. I get it. I understand why it may look that way. But the truth is, this is the living Word of God. When we read it, it has the ability to correct us. When we read the Word, it has the ability to encourage us. When we read this Word, it has the ability to convict us. It has the ability to correct us and make us go on the right path. It has the ability to lift us up, and it has the ability to pull us down. This is the living Word of God, and He speaks to us through it when we read it. So if anyone comes to me and is like, listen... Listen, um, uh, I'm not hearing from God. I just, I don't know what's going on. I'm just not hearing from God lately. Then I'm first question I'm going to say is, have you been in the word lately? Don't come to me and say, I'm not hearing from God. I just don't know what he wants me to do. If you haven't been reading his word, primarily God speaks to us through his word. Simple as that. The second thing is that God speaks to us through people. God speaks to us through people all the time. As bad I, as I hate to admit it, many times in my life, God speaks to me through my wife. Right? She's like, she has the power. Like, God speaks to her sometimes when I'm doing something just so crazy and out in left field and, and doing my own thing. And, and my wife comes up to me and is like, hey, I don't, I don't know about that. And immediately, I'm like, I'm like, I know you're right. I know you're right. But I don't want you to be. As a matter of fact, I hate it. I hate it, <laughs> but you're right. And God speaks to me, pulls me back down to reality. Hey, dude, that's just out there. That's just out there. That is not reality. I hate it when God speaks to me through my wife, but it's so important. You guys probably have people in your lives. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your pastor. Maybe it's someone speaking to you. Sometimes God speaks to us through a sermon. Sometimes God speaks to us through a lyric that someone wrote or someone sang. Don't, I mean, honestly, God is speaking to us all the time. God speaks to us also through people. Speaks to us through people. He speaks to us through circumstances as well. Circumstances in our lives. It's so amazing. You think there's no way that you could ever do that one thing. Like there's just no way I could ever do that thing. Whatever that thing. In, in, insert whatever it is. You think I could never do that. And then all of a sudden you do that thing. And you're like wow how did I do that? That's God. That's God. He did that. He speaks to you through circumstances in your life. Some of you need to thank God for closing doors in your life. Amen. 
Some of you think to, you need to start singing that Garth Brooks song. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered. Never mind, sorry. I'm going back to my 90s roots. I do thank God for closed doors. Back in 2007, I was enjoying myself, and I love to sing. I don't know if you guys know that. I probably sing louder than anyone else out in the congregation, but um, I love to sing. And, and so back in 2007, I was doing my thing, and I'd been honored to be a part of the Kentucky Opry down at the Mountain Arts Center. And then I'd been doing that for quite a few years and really enjoying it. It was going great, but some things were happening behind the scenes. They were losing funding and, and things like that. And so in 2007, at the end of 2007, that door closed. That door closed for me. And man, let me tell you what, I felt like I lost my identity. I, I mean, there's so much to that. I could talk to you about that a little bit later on. But, but when that door closed for me, I thought it was all over. I thought, what am I going to do now? I need an outlet to express my, my creativity, if you will. What am I going to do now? So that happened, and I was just down. I just felt really terrible and all that. On January the 6th of 2008, just a few months later, I was on a plane ride from Lexington uh, to Chicago, Chicago to Miami, Miami to Honduras. January 6th of 2008, I took my first mission trip to Honduras, the country of Honduras. And let me tell you what, that trip absolutely, absolutely changed my life. Changed my life in so many ways. When I came back home from that trip, I started a nonprofit organization called Unending Grace Outreach Ministries. And since we started, we've been able to build like 26 homes. We've, we've given water to, to multiple communities. We planted a church there. We've given thousands and thousands of meals out to folks that are in need. Uh, we planted a church there back in 2008. Like, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable work that has been going on there. But guess what? If I would have still been working with the Kentucky Opry, I would have never taken that trip. Because our most busy times are summer and Christmas season. I thank God for closed doors. And I'm, I believe that many of you, if you look back on your life, you're going to thank God for those closed doors as well. God is speaking. The question is, are you listening? God also speaks through His Holy Spirit. And this is one I like a lot, guys. The Holy Spirit. God speaks to us through His Holy Spirit. If you're a follower of Christ, your spirit can communicate directly with God. I saw someone post this online just this morning. Basically, it said, The Holy Spirit, like for you as a believer in Jesus Christ, it's better for you to have the Holy Spirit in you than Jesus Christ standing beside of you. Like, that's mind-blowing. I don't know if you guys can relate to that or not, but the Holy Spirit, when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is within you. And He communicates, or the Spirit communicates directly with God. And you, sometimes you just ask God, Lord, guide me. And all of a sudden, you just get the most weird promptings that you can't explain. You're like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to fill in the blank. I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to, I, I want to pay for your meal. I don't know why, I just feel like I need to do something nice for my neighbor today. I don't know why, I just feel like I need to start serving on a serving team at Ridgepoint Church. I don't know why, I just feel like I need to do something more for God. Guess what? That's the Holy Spirit. Guess what? That's the Holy Spirit prompting you. 
And you may say, I just don't. I mean, pastor, how can you tell the difference? Like, is that the Holy Spirit or is that something else? Or is that just me? Listen, <laughs> yourself or the devil, they're never going to tell you to do something nice ever. It's never going to tell you to do something generous. You want to give someone $100 because you just feel like you've been prompted to do so? That's never the devil. Right? It's never. Like the devil's not going to encourage you to be generous. Just not. The devil's never going to encourage you to serve. Like, why would he do that? Sure, go grow the kingdom of God. I really want you to do that. No. Like you get a prompting to do something good. That's the Holy Spirit. Do it. Just do it. So God speaks. The question is, are you listening? The second thing is this. The second thing is be willing. I don't know about you, but oftentimes my prayers are like big babbling sessions of everything that I want God to do. Everything I want God to do. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want you to take care of my family. I want to have nice things. I want to make sure I have the newest iPhone. I want to make sure that I have the nicest MacBook Pro. I want to make sure I have an iPad. I want to make sure I have my, my family's happy, healthy, and safe. Like, that's my babbling session all the time. I just want those things. God, here's everything I want you to do. And if you do these things, you're going to keep me really happy, God. It's almost comical, isn't it? Do these things and you're going to make me happy. What if we came to God in our prayer time with a blank page? Guess what? God already knows what you want. What if we came to God with a blank page and said, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? Right? Mind blown. What if we came to God? We must be willing. What if we just went before God and said, God, here's a big one. Show me my sins. Show me ways that I have done wrong. Show me areas of my heart where I have bad motives. Oh, Jesus, the conviction I feel right now. Can you imagine all of us if we were humble enough just to go before the Lord and stop babbling and say, Lord, show me where I'm wrong. <laughs> have you done that lately? I have to believe with the divisions in the church and in society today that there's not a lot of people going to God saying, Lord, show me the sin in my life. I don't think they are. I know I haven't a lot. I need to do it more. Guys, this is a dangerous prayer. When you go before God and say, show me my sins, show me my bad motives, you better believe He's going to show you. And you better be willing to do something about it. You better be willing to do something about it. It's a dangerous prayer. Don't pray it unless you want God to show you. Don't pray it unless you want God to show you. Pray that prayer. <laughs> Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Now, this is very important. This may be the most important thing of all. Listen, check this out. Whatever you do, 
Whatever you do, make sure that you obey what God told you to do the last time before you ask him to speak to you now. You hear me? Because as soon as you speak to him now and you say, Lord, speak to me. As soon as you pray that prayer, he's going to say, hey, you remember two months ago when I told you to give that extra 50 bucks in the offering? You didn't do that, did you? Hey, you remember that time that I told you to be a blessing to that family down the street? You didn't do that. You remember that time that I told you to go talk to that person that you had uh, um, uh, that you were angry with because something they posted on social media? You didn't do that. Whatever you do, when you ask God, speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. You better have done what he's told you to do before. If not, you're going to be convicted. And it's not going to be pretty. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, Seek his will in all that you do. And he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all that you do. He'll show you which path to take. God is speaking always. Are you listening? The third and the last thing as the worship folks come is be ready. Be ready. You got to be still before God because he wants to talk to you. Be still. Know that I'm God. You must be willing and then the third thing is you must be ready. When God speaks, make sure you're ready to do what he says. I want you to think about little Samuel for a moment. He's talking to Eli. He's been working with him. And what he wants to do, what Samuel wants to do as this little boy that's working for the priest, all he wants to do is honor the priest, right? Kids, all they want to do is make sure. All that kids want to do is make sure that, that they are honoring their parents. I'm sorry. At this particular time, what they wanted to do, maybe not now, what they wanted to do at this particular time, Alice was getting ready to take my table, okay? I was getting a little nervous here. What they, you weren't making me proud, Alex. That's, what, that's the problem. I, mean, I love you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what Samuel wanted to do was make Eli proud. He's working in the church. He's working in the temple. He wanted to make Eli proud. And now God gave him this message Man, that's not an easy thing. God gave little Samuel this message and said, I want you to go tell Eli this. Because he ain't listening to me. He's not being still. He's not being willing. And he's not being ready. I want you to go tell him this. Man, this is huge. you got to be ready. When you pray this prayer, Lord, speak to me. You have to be ready. When you pray this dangerous prayer, you have to be ready for what God has to say. you got to be ready. You must be ready to move. Remember, God never gave us an assignment that was going to be easy, ever. God may speak to you and reveal something about yourself that you don't really want to deal with. When you pray this dangerous prayer, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. He may reveal something you don't want to hear. He may reveal something that's inside of you. He may reveal somewhere, and I guarantee he does this because every single time, I'm not joking to you, I'm just being completely real with you this morning. Every single time I bow my head to pray, God reminds me of my sin. Every single time. Why? Because God wants me to live a holy and pure life. God wants me to live a righteous life. Constantly trying to do better. Maybe I'll never be perfect. I'm certain I'll never be perfect. 
but he wants me to try to do better in this life, to honor him and to love you. Every single time I bow my head to pray, I'm reminded of the things that I've done wrong. When you bow your head, you got to be ready for what God has to say. If you ask him, you pray that dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Maybe he's telling you that you need to invite your boss to work. Maybe he's, he's telling you that you need to go to that guy that you've been talking about on Facebook for so long inadvertently, and you've been talking about everything that, that they believe. Maybe he's telling you, you need to go to that person and apologize. Maybe you've been gossiping about someone. And maybe God's going to reveal to you, hey, there is no, in the entire entirety of this world and in me, not one single time is gossiping a way out. It's not. Maybe he's going to reveal that to you. Hey, I need to stop. I just need to stop what I'm doing. Maybe, maybe he's asking you to pray this dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And I know that many of us in this room and those that are watching online, you're probably already followers of Christ. If you're not, it's entirely okay. You're in the right place today. But if we're being honest with ourselves, we've been distracted by the world. If you and I are being honest with ourselves today, we have been highly distracted by the world. We've just gone through the motions many times. We haven't been intentional about setting times to be alone with God. We haven't been intentional about setting times to read our Bibles or to, to pray or to fast or to be in community with other believers. We've been trying to do it on our own for so long. And today it's time for you and I to commit. It's time for you and I to pray that dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So here, here's my challenge for the next seven days. Similar to last week. If you prayed the prayer with me last week, Lord, make me bold. It's very similar. I'm asking you, this is my challenge to you this week. Set a reminder on your phone once a day for the next seven days. And I want you to take a moment to step away from whatever it is that's going on. Get alone with God. Be still. Be willing. And be ready. And pray that prayer. Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. That's my challenge. Would you do that with me this week? Would you set a reminder on your phone? Once a day for the next seven days, pray that prayer. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Would you stand? Father, thank you for this day and thank you for this glorious opportunity, God. Thank you, God, for the many times that you have spoken to us. God, thank you for the many times that you've spoken to me. Thank you for the many times that you have spoken through people, through circumstances, or through your spirit. Or most of all, God, through your word. I thank you for that, God. Thank you for moments, God, that you spoke so clearly. And thank you for moments, God, that you spoke with that still small voice. Forgive me, God, for the many times that you've spoken and I have not listened. Forgive me, God, for the many times that you have prompted me to do something that I have not done. Please forgive me, God. Today, more than ever, I'm praying this prayer. Speak, Lord. 
Your servant is listening. If today, anyone in this room, if you don't know Jesus, today's the opportunity for you to meet him for the first time. I'm going to be up front here. I'd love to talk to you about what it means to be a follower of Christ. But if you are a follower of Christ in this room and you've never prayed that prayer, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. My challenge is for you for the next seven days to pray that prayer with me. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening.